Hey, what's going on? It's Matt. And I'm Pokey. And we are the go-to 11. What is going on? Oh, it's been 11 months. What do you mean? I don't know. It's been a long time. Feels like 11 months because Mother Nature, that bitch, kept us out of here. Yeah, I know. Between everything with the crazy weather here and, uh, you know, just trying to put everything together, it's been a while since we actually put together a podcast. So, thank God we are getting back into the swing of things where it is plus, you know, 40 degrees and going up. Yeah. Thank God. All the it was like 56 are. yesterday. Oh, and then tomorrow was supposed to be like 60. Can't wait. Neither can I. I'll be up on a rooftop working on some unit. But anyway. I bet you will be working on a unit. Anyway, so today we're doing <laughs> what? All right, so we got this uh, this really cool topic in store, and we're going to be doing... The what? The top 11... Wait, 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 wait. I can't, I can't go on with this. Why? Because there's a lot of sh- other shit that we need to talk about. Well, we planned this out, so you just want to drop this whole thing. I want to drop it. Fuck it. Mother Nature wants to fuck with us and keep us out of the studio for so many weeks. Fuck it. We're going to we're gonna keep this topic out for at least two weeks. All right. So I guess I'm not going to coax him, nor am I going to try to coax him. Nope. But what we're going to be doing is we're going to- We got to do the news. Yeah, we're going to do the news. Yeah. Because we've gotten a lot of stuff on, uh, on the Facebook page. And, uh, you know, there's just a lot of really cool news that's been going on. Some stuff that's good, some stuff that's not so good. But, uh, you know- is there I, I ever, think I think it's an appropriate time to talk about it. I really do. It's a long time overdue. Long, long time. I've this has been brewing since the Grammys. It has, really. It really has. Those fuckers. So, what are your thoughts on Well, you know what? Let, let's save the Grammys for later. We got something important to get to. Go ahead. What what do you got written down for your first news topic you want to talk well, about? We need to hear about your recent concert review. This is true. Um, Okay, it really has been a while because that's like two and a half weeks at this point now. Yep. So I did go and have the chance to see Bush at at the Starland Ballroom here in Jersey. And let me tell you, I cannot believe how good they were. Now, Bush is one of those bands, and I've been saying it for a while, that they either have it or they don't. Not in their live performance, but just in their music in general. So, Bush, uh, you know, they have great, you know, like on 16 Stone, everybody knows, you know, the big singles off of it. Machine Head, Glycerin, um, that's uh, actually one thing. Of, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, it, it's honestly my favorite album of theirs, but... When they are off on their songs, they are really, really off. And there's just no coming back from it. Okay. Like, okay. So, on 16 Stone, like I said, you've got Glycerin, you've got um, Machine Head, you've got The Little Things. There's so many good songs on that album. The ones that you don't like... You skip over, but if you go back and you listen to them, I mean, they are just terrible. Like, I, I don't like to say that normally about artists that I like, but the first song on the album is Everything Zen. And that's, then, that's one of my favorites, right. especially then, especially in line, should I fly to Los Angeles and find my asshole brother? Anyway. Uh, I, I'm sorry, when you have an asshole brother. Yes. So, you've got Everything Zen is number one. Number two is called Swim. Number three is called Bomb. Have you ever listened to them? Probably not. Actually, I've listened to that album straight through. I But I hate those. They don't like them Okay, you're there's right. No, there's nothing good about them. Okay. Number four is Little Things. Number five is Come Down. Okay. So, now we're four for six. That's not so bad. Mm-mm. Number six, Body. Okay. Number seven, Machine Number seven, Machine Head. That's a great song. Yes, it is. Number eight, Testosterone. Boo. Number nine, Monkey. Nah. Ten is Glycerin. Great song. Eleven is Alien, and twelve is Ex Girlfriend. Ex Girlfriend was like, eh. They're they're terrible. Now another example, like if you go back and you listen to, um, 
razor blade suitcase i mean to me that, that only really had like three good songs on like it. that's it that's that album that even though i had it i kind of just like skipped over most of it i you know what again i'm not gonna go through the whole track listing on this one there's no need no there's no need to but it's one of those it's one of the albums that they tried something a little different Mm-hmm. Machine Head or not Machine Head um, 16 Stone was them you know here I am you know here we are this is us yeah then they brought it back a little bit and kind of went a little dark and moody on Razor Blade Suitcase but all in all they were phenomenal live played everything that you'd want to hear and even got a couple special treats in there they played Letting the Cable Sleep off of the science of things and I was stunned when they played it that is one of my favorite songs off of that album and um, for their encore you know they did Glycerin they did Come Down but they also did Once in a Lifetime from the Talking Heads that was a lot of fun and if you can go on YouTube and you can Google or uh, search for um, them playing that song it's not on an album mm-hmm. it's really really cool how they did it and uh, if you're looking for what they're playing live there's this cool site that I found it's called like setlist dot uh, dot com or setlist dot me or something it's something like that but if you go onto the website you can search for concerts that you've been to and look at set lists hmm. and it's kind of like a fan generated thing and if somebody's made a mistake, somebody else will correct them. But it's really cool. It's like Wikipedia for uh, for set lists. So I'll be posting the link to the set list for Bush in case you want to go and listen to you know exactly what, what I heard at the show. And one of the things, and I talked about this actually on uh, the radio show that I do. And one of the things that has been coming kind of bigger nowadays is the lyric video so people know the lyrics to your song mm-hmm. they'll do a real video and then they'll do that one I could not picture a better music video for their uh, one song that they do on um, on the new album Man on the Run it's called The Only Way Out if you have a chance to watch the video for The Only Way Out the lyric video it fits the song perfectly like it's not just the lyrics, but it's the way that they did it and the mood that it sets. It is incredible, in my opinion. And it's just a lyric video. It's not even supposed to be overly artistic. So if you have a chance to go check that out, I advise that you do that. But ten out of ten, Bush at the Starland Ballroom. I would have to say eight and a half. Okay. I mean, I saw them as a. I saw them when we watched them open for the Ass Clowns, and they were pretty fucking good. Yeah, they're they're they always put on a great live show. And and for those of you who are new listeners and don't know who the Ass Clowns are, would you like to inform them? Oh no, you started it. Go ahead. Long time I defended this Ass Clown, and I I take the term Ass Clown from another Canadian. Or Canadian. And that would be the Ass Clown's Nickelback. And I took the term Ass Clown from the one, the only, Y2J. And it's funny because there was another Canadian band on the bill that night with uh, Bush. (laughs) Theory of a Dead Man. Ugh. Let me tell you about drop tuning. Ugh. They drop tune now because he blew his voice out a couple times. They are below D. <laughs> they're they gotta be like down there, cause when when we're listening to them play these songs, it's like, okay, last time I saw you, you sounded kind of like the record. Now you sound like somebody took the record and put it on like half speed. Like what the hell did you do? But they weren't bad, and you know what? They are they're still sticking up for rock and roll. And we posted on the uh, the Facebook a while ago the shirts that they made after the Grammys you know, uh-huh. with the whole Kanye West thing. Yep. And uh, that was actually pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, they're, they're sticking up for rock and roll and I, I really dig that. I, I, I'm never, I've never been a big fan of them. I'm not a huge fan of Theory of a Dead Man either. I can throw them in there. 
They're less of an ass clown. It's just a theory to I don't get. But they're still in that category. Yeah, it's it's just a theory I don't get. Yeah, I did. I see that look on your face. Really? Yeah. So, all right. So now that we've addressed that one, we we do have an announcement that we'll be doing our next concert review. That is going to be epic. Well, there's another one that I'm going to be doing. Oh. The next concert review that we'll be doing, and the first one we'll be doing together, is Black Label Society. The next one after that, that I'm going to be doing, and whenever I talk about this, I get fucking giddy, and I don't care who knows it. Oh my god, oh my god. Uh, yeah. This is going to be for Slash with Miles Kennedy. Oh my god, oh my god. Dude, you have no idea. How excited I am to see this show. Oh, I can imagine. I know you too well. I mean, after all, he was on your on your influences. Uh-huh. And I've never where, seen where, where the, did the he original rank? lineup of Guns N' Roses. He was, I think, number like five or four. Yeah, I knew he was up there. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> so I can't wait to go, uh, to go see that show. That's in May. We're going to be going in April to Black Label Society. Which I can't wait for. And it's going to be different because yeah. they're doing the um, the unblackening. Which is almost like it was, according to what I've read, it's designed as if it was an MTV unplugged show. Yeah. And, and I've seen Black Label Society four times. I've seen them once with you. Mm-hmm. But I've seen them four times. Fucking amazing. Amazing. Let me say it out again. Amazing. I can't even say it enough times. And they're one of those bands that nowadays you have shows where there's like the curfew placed on the show. Yep. Zach Wilde doesn't give a fuck. Just no. straight up doesn't give a fuck. Zach Wilde plays till Zach Wilde's done playing. How End many, of story. How many fucks should he give? None. Exactly. I mean, not for nothing, it's one of those shows where you it, it's incredible. And then you see bands that open for them. And the bands that open for them are, like, so grateful. It's like they've be, been welcomed into a family. Like, like I saw Seven Dust open for them. And Seven Dust has done their own headlining stuff, but they open for BLS. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilde comes out and hands LeJean one of the friggin' BLS vests. Yeah. Like, like, welcome to the family. Like, that's that's how fucking epic they are. If you're wearing that vest... You're pretty fucking cool. It's not being cool wearing the vest. It's the fact that Zach Wilde gave you the vest. That's oh, what makes okay, it Okay, cool. you're right. So the fact that Zach Wilde gave LeJean the vest, okay, that's pretty fucking cool. Speaking of Seven Dust, that kind of wants me, makes me want to like segue into our next topic. Go on. Since you're ringleading this whole thing. Oh, I am. What's next? New music. And I stopped with LeJean because the first band I want to talk about, Seven Dust. And and I want to know, do you want to take a ride to Butler, New Jersey? That would be pretty cool because I know where you're going with this. Oh, yeah. So they entered the studio to record their next album, which they're trying to release by July. Now, that's very adventurous of them to actually want to go that fast into a, but, a new album. But I think, you know, based on what I've read from the previous albums and everything like that, yeah, their last album was all acoustic. And I think paraphrasing John Connolly, it's when you go from acoustic, from an acoustic album, which was released, I think in 2014, and you're playing an acoustic tour, it just makes you want to get back into the studio and be metal again and be heavy. I can see that. So I'm sure throughout that tour, they wrote up enough material. And now now that band, now with new technology, a lot of these bands have friggin' rolling studios with them to, to work shit out. See, I'll agree to rolling studios, but I mean, don't give me the fucking excuse that, oh, now we've got laptops and iPads and things. You could have fucking wrote shit down on paper in the past. You had, you had cassette players and 
microphones hooked up to cassette players. But you never really had rolling studios. I mean, that's the thing. I could write shit down as much as I want, but unless I have something to play it on, like, here you go. The you drum fucking your equipment on tour with you. Use the sound check to demo new material. But that, like, gives it away. You know... Who's it going to give it away to? The the board guy? No, it's going to give it away to those fans who are lucky enough to win that sound check pass. Then you don't do that that sound check. Listen, I've... I've... I've had that opportunity to be at sound checks. And honestly, really all it is... You don't even play a full fucking song. Check. Check. That's One, all it two, is. check. But, check. but you don't play anything. Hey, center vocals. Center. Right vocals. Like, like I saw I saw it with Eve 6 I saw Eve 6 do their, check. their sound check you're just gonna be a prick aren't you <laughs> and literally all it is it's not just that it's not just check vocals check le- no you'll play like a chord or two chords or whatever or, or you'll you'll run the whole drum kit but you don't doom, play a full fucking doom, song doom no that's the that's the okay we did the sound check we know what we want okay now we're gonna wheel the drums out officially and we're gonna do it there's a difference between that. <laughs> you know, so honestly, when you do the sound check, it's balancing. You, you you do it at once, but you just. It's getting everything in balance to make sure that nobody drowns anybody out. Exactly. So, but they're trying to get that out for July. Like I said, that's very forward thinking of them to get it out that quick but I I would rather hold off a little bit maybe go into like the fall just to make sure that it's quality not quantity see but they've never been a band to do quantity like they've always done albums that they that. wanted to do you know there was the and that's the one thing I'll say is that their sound has evolved with every album and and it as you mentioned, you know, in earlier discussions, like you and I just bullshitting before this, you know, they, I think like two albums ago, they tried something that just didn't work. Yeah. The, um, the blackout, the sun album, there was like all death growling. Like they did like death growling on it. I didn't like that shit. No. That's not fucking music. And it's, it's not them though. Cause you have Lejean who has such like a, a rhythmic, like melodic vo- type of voice. Like yeah, he does he does a little bit of screaming, but there's there's something more to it. I completely agree. So to have him do growling is just horrible. I mean, one of the big things I like about Seven does you have Lejean with his voice and you have Morgan doing the screaming. That's the way it should be. It's it's perfect. You know, but it's like everything has evolved. The guitar sound has evolved. The drumming has evolved. It's the only thing I don't like about what they do is they've turned everything so computerized with the guitars and everything. I, I don't like that. But you know what, though? It's unique. It's not unique. Everybody's doing that. No. But when you're the person who starts it, it's unique. Meh. I mean, here's the Back thing. Back in my day, I remember when our amps had tubes. Listen. When you when you take an album, you go from the first album to home. I think the first album was just self-title. Yep. You go from the self-title to home. Huge step up. Huge yeah, evolution. Was better. But it's not even that. If you look at Morgan's drumming, even Morgan's drumming improved. It's like it's like after the first time I said, okay. I want to go take more drum lessons. And then you moved on to, I think, what was next? Seasons or Animosity? Seasons. Seasons was Seasons next. Seasons was the third album. And it evolved Hold a on, little wait, bit. Wait, wait, I might be out of line there. Hang on. Nope. It was Animosity. It that was, was the album that I skipped for some reason. I, I think a lot of people did. It wasn't a bad album, but it wasn't a good album. I think there was like a few good tracks. Well, they, they mixed in like acoustic songs in this one and I think it took people back a little bit I think they've always flirted with that acoustic side because of the vocals not really they didn't do that on home or black or the uh, the self title that had black on it they didn't really do that in seasons they didn't do it over next or alpha they didn't really get back to that no until... but I think that when they tried on the third album they realized hey this isn't really working so then we go on to 
So you went from album number three. Yep. Then you go to album number seven the next time they do acoustic stuff. Yeah. Because you, you start to realize what's what people want. And album number set was Southside Double Wide, right? No, that was chapter seven is number seven. Oh. Southside Double Wide is the acoustic live stuff that they did. That was 2004. Okay. Chapter seven was 2008. So the next time they actually do new acoustic material, not taking their old stuff and doing it acoustically. Okay, see, that's why you threw me off. So Southside Double Wide was great. They did the Johnny Cash cover on there. Yeah. And then for Chapter 7, then they started to do... I don't know why they did that thing with Chris Daughtry. Which is fucking stupid in my opinion. But you know what though? A lot of people in the rock world give him that that respect. Like they want to work with him. For unknown reasons. He's not truly special. He's got a good voice. You like him because he's kind of country. It's not even that. It's honestly the guy has a pretty good voice. And I think that it was a fucking hack job that he lost American Idol. Like, that season, he was clearly the winner. But you know what, though? Him losing was good for his career. Because he didn't have to sit there and take Simon's bullshit. Like, oh, you have to play this if you want to be a star. I don't get it. Look at all your American Idol winners. If they didn't play what Simon wanted... I have no idea who they won. Who won? The only one that I know that really won American Idol was Kelly Clarkson. That's it. Carrie Underwood, I think, won. I can't believe we're having this discussion. Um, Then there was the... Here you go. Here's a key thing of if you don't play the music Simon wants, you flop. Isn't he not even on that show anymore? Yeah, this is back when he was on it. Ruben Stutter, season two. Won the whole damn thing. How the fuck do you know that? Because it was the biggest flop in the world. Won the whole damn thing. Goes in, records an album, says, I'm going to do my own thing. Does a little, does the hip hop R&B thing. Doesn't do just like the straight R&B, like the, you know, your typical classic R&B. No, he, he throws the hip hop element in. Flop. Guess who becomes huge? The runner up. Mm. <laughs> Clay Aiken. Boom. All right. So back on to things rock and roll again. Yes. So, since this is your takeover of this podcast and we're doing Damn the right. news, what do you want to talk about next? So I can't. I, there's a lot of new music, so well, I can't that's, imagine that's you want to go We're going to stick far. to it. Fuck it. We're sticking to it. Okay. I'm going to let you talk about the next one. All right. So, what am I throwing off the top of my head this time? Tool. Tool. Because you are a tool. Your ass is a fucking tool. You're a tool. All right. Damn the man. Save the empire. So, I remember back in the land of 2006... Is that was the last time you saw a Tool album. Everybody was extremely excited because Tool, at that point, I don't think they put out an album in, fuck, forever. They did 2001 was Lateralis. Right? Yeah, 2001 was Lateralis. I think so. So now it's 2006, five years later. And Tool comes out with a new album. I liked most of it. I didn't like all of it. The cover was cool. It was trippy. You know, everything you would expect from Tool. Yep. Then they go dark. I remember we went to the show. Oh, the fucking show was great. There's a a video that I have actually up on YouTube somewhere that I videoed from there. That, That was a great show. Yeah, Tool is fantastic. But now... It is 2015, nine years since the last album. Now, they're not doing the whole Guns N' Roses thing. No, but here's the here's the thing. So we go from we go from talking about Seven Dust, who's like gonna put an album together in a mere matter of months, to Tool, who's as you said, been nine years at this point. So they give little clips and phrases and things that they're saying about the new album and the way that the writing process goes is the guys literally lay out the entire album of music before Maynard comes in and starts doing lyrics 
Because all they keep saying is that the, the guys are trying to figure it out. You know, they're trying to work through it. They're trying to get the melodies. They're trying to get this, that, and the other thing. Okay, cool. It's true. Better them than me. I wouldn't be able to do it. Well, I don't know if Maynard could do it, but um, he's saying that now he's getting ready to start the lyrical process. And uh, I, I just want to know when this is going to be done. Because the last one was really good. Like, Lateralis was really good. 10,000 mm-hmm. Days was pretty good. But I don't know. I, I hope they put this thing out know, sooner rather than later. Because another, what they were also talking about too, was the fact that um, a perfect circle was supposed to be putting out another album. They did a tour two, three, four years ago at this point. I really wanted to go to that tour, and I couldn't. Why? Because you're a tool. No, because tickets completely sold out and they were ridiculously priced. Okay, I'll give you that one. And they haven't, you know, there hasn't been a peep about a perfect circle. Just tool. But since, you know, they do things pretty much together, maybe when they finish one, he'll finish the other one. Who knows? I I don't know. I have no clue. So, but yeah, no, I'm honestly... If you, if you, many of you, I'm sure, have listened to at least one Tool album. So you, you know that this is one of those things that it takes some time for a good reason. Right? Right. I'll give you that. But like I said, if you're going to do an album, don't take 10 years. I, I mean, Metallica right now is on the border of. Six? Seven. Seven. 2008 was the last time they put anything on. That was Death Magnetic. Which needed to be put out. Yeah. So I'm curious to what they're going to be doing. They say that they're in the studio. They're working on it. I don't know. So so what do you have next that you'd like well, I'm to still, discuss? Uh, trust me, there's plenty of new music. Yeah. got to stick with. So I'm going to go to a band that I really like, and I don't know your thoughts on them other than... I know you really like one song, and that's P.O.D. Boom. Here comes the boom. That's not the song I thought you liked. Ready or not. Nope. How you I, like I me now. I thought you liked the fact that they did the uh, San Diego Charger theme song. I do like that they did that, because I couldn't stand the disco piece of shit they had before that. Yeah. Um. I like that. I like Satellite. I like um, Southtown. I, I love uh, that album. And what was the other one that they did? Um, Youth of the Nation. Those were like the first two albums. And, you know, a lot of people like love those those first two albums. And then it was just... They bleh. released a bunch of other stuff. It was um, all bleh. I personally I had the one album when Angels and Serpents Dance, and I loved it. Which one was that one? Oh, uh, shit. Exactly. No, like I loved it, but it was one of those things. Like when you when you were in a mark, first of all, they didn't really get much radio play outside of those two albums because by that You're time, correct. By that time, rock radio was dead. Well, no. MTV two stopped showing videos. You don't know in other parts of the country what they played here. It wasn't here. Okay, so probably in San Diego, they blasted the hell out of it. Yeah, because California. Rock radio is actually good. Yeah, and they're from San Diego. But I'm actually, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, there's not much info I have on it. I think it was at that Shipwrecked show. That's where a lot of these new albums and new talks are coming from. I like that that uh, that touring plan on a cruise ship. Yeah, that, that's kind of cool. Gives you, like, more access to the band than I would love to would. know. I would love to see how it gets done. Because you carefully. and I, you you and I have been on cruises together. Mm-hmm. We went on two. We we have some epic stories. Yes, we do. Oh, uh, not for here though. So, but I'll let you talk about the next one. Um, uh, Stone Sour. Okay. 
So Stone Sour, what they're planning right now for Record Store Day is an album Would you like of to covers. inform everybody when that is? Uh, Record Store Day, I believe. Go ahead, Mr. Know-It-All. When, when is it? April 18th. Oh, damn. He's on the money. Yeah. I, he's he took me a little money. bit. Don't do that ever again. Here come the money. So this is actually shaping up to be a, a pretty cool album from Stone Sour. They're doing it exclusively for Record Store Day. And I don't know how or where to get this thing. I've never actually gone out and bought anything on Record Store Day. I know, I hate to admit that. Uh, but I was I about to say, you who has like vinyl all over the place. Yeah, I know. But Not you'll, a, you'll actually vinyl. like this too. So available on Record Store Day, they're calling it Meanwhile in Burbank. Okay. The track listing, officially. Alice in Chains' We Die Young. That's a great song. That's a really cool tune. Now, the next one, I believe, is Deep Purple. Or Deep Purple or Judas Priest heading, uh, heading out heading back, heading out to the highway. Want to say Judas Priest? I think it's Judas Priest. It's one of those two bands. Next. 50-50 shot. Love Gun. That's going to be very interesting, especially if they drop tune it. Love Gun. Number four. Love Gun. Yeah, this completely is just going to blow away Love Gun. Creeping Death. Metallica. Wow. And number five, Children of the Grave. Black Sabbath. One of my favorite. Very nice. Sab- very nice. One of my favorite Sabbath songs. And they also did a metal church tune that they have out now called The Dark. Hmm. So they put that out before Record Store Day. So that's going to be really cool. And uh, the guys should be working on another new album from uh, from things I've read. And, you know, it's really early stages of that, but we'll see what happens. Because apparently they've already replaced Jim Root. Really? Yep. You know, and, and the thing is, let's, let's put this all to an end. Because I, I keep hearing this talked about and it drives me nuts. Just because he's out of Stone Sour has nothing to do with his status in Slipknot. But I think this is the last album that Slipknot's going to do, though. I don't know. I heard I heard rumors that this is it. But we'll wait and see on that one. Too soon to talk about that, because apparently the last album got rave reviews. I didn't really like it all that much, but that was, that's just me. Yeah, but that was like Iowa. Iowa got friggin' rave reviews, and I hated it. So, what's next? Next is one that I'm, like, really excited about. Because I care a lot. Only you would care about this. Faith No More. No. Come on, man. Nope. Really? Nope. Really? Nope. You know, interesting fact for you. uh, Because there's so much... First off, there's so much stuff to talk about with Faith No More in this new album. Because... They've done songs where I'm, like, sitting there, like, songs on tour that nobody's heard. Then I'm, like, sitting there, are they really putting this on an album? But then they actually release certain songs that have already been completed. It's like, all right, that's the Faith No More I'm used to hearing. And I tried to listen to the, the two new songs that they've got. So the one is called Motherfucker. That, like, I don't, I can't get into that one. And then there's the other one, Superhero. Superhero, I, I actually, I dig it. I don't like it. Superhero. It sounded like a bunch of noise. Superhero to me is like your classic faith no more. Motherfucker, I just, I don't get it. I just think it's just an excuse to say motherfucker. Well, y- you want to, you want to do that? Come on the podcast. I say fuck enough. Right. The, How many times do I say fuck? I don't know. You, you could, you could, you could fucking sit there and do a drinking game to it. You'd be drunk by the end of one of these podcasts. It's fucking really? crazy. Oh, is yeah. this where this is going? You're trying to turn this podcast into a drinking game? Didn't I do that with the first podcast, with the very first episode? I don't remember that. So, anyway, Faith No More, I'm really looking forward to this. And if they do a tour to follow it, I'm totally there. I don't know. I've n- I never got into Faith No More like that. I like certain songs. Mike Patton, apparently, to everybody, is God in rock and roll, and I don't understand why. Because he has... You ready for this one? Don't tell me because he cares a lot. No. 
No, I'm not going to go cheese ball here. I'm actually going to go with the fact. It has been proven that he has the widest vocal range out of any modern pop rock star. And that in, that goes all the way back to, like, I'm not talking about, like, no, like, he has a wider range than Freddie Mercury. I'm Fre- sure that's not a widely known fact. No, that's that's the thing many people don't know. It's actually interesting because Axl Rose used to have the widest range with, like, I think it was five octaves and two notes. But Mike Patton tops out at six octaves. Freddie Mercury only had, I think it was like two octaves and three notes. He didn't need it. No, he he carried the fucking, he carried the fucking crowd. I'm not, I'm not saying this in any bad way, shape or form about Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury was fucking incredible. I don't understand though. I don't understand what octaves are, et cetera, et cetera. It's every time you go from a note to above the next note in the scale. So if you go low E to high E, okay, what's after the high E? That's the next octave. Yeah. So six octaves, two notes. Or no, five octaves, two notes was Axl Rose. He tops out six octaves. Well, like I said, I'm sure not a lot of people knew that, but... Now they know. You know what they say? The Knowing you know. is half in the battle. All right, G.I. Joe. I'm totally having a G.I. Joe marathon this weekend. I know you are. And you're fucking, overly excited for it. It's fucking epic. So going back to the Faith No More album, they've officially announced the title, the name, and the track listing for it. Go ahead. Soul Invictus is the name of the new album. Yep. And the lineup on the album is Soul Invictus, Superhero, Sunny Side Up, Separation Anxiety, Cone of Shame, Rise of the Fall, Black Friday, Matador, Motherfucker, and From the Dead. So it's 10 tracks. And what I it's coming out on May 19th this year. But what's even more interesting, it's being released on Reclamation Records under the license to Epicac Records. Do you know what Epicac is? Go ahead and lighten. Remember the episode of Family Guy when they were all puking on each other? Yeah. That's because they drank Epicac. <laughs> But I, I don't know. I, I never got into Faith No More like that. I like some stuff by them, but then they start to get all, like, fucking weird and trippy, and then there was a spinoff of Faith No More, Mr. Bungle, which I didn't like at all. I didn't, I didn't get into Mr. Bungle. That shit was weird. That was. If you uh, want to listen to a tripped-out fucking song, and you have no idea where anybody could have thought of this from, listen to, like, Air Conditioned Nightmare. <laughs> I I don't understand it. <laughs> I never got into into Mr. Bungle. So what do you have after Faith No More now? What would you like well, to talk about? Well, this is one that I don't have much news about because it's, it's really... There's not a lot released on it in the U.S. But that's... It's an it's a album. It's a solo project called Lindman. The guy from Rammstein. Yes. And it's also... Not only is it him, but it's also the lead singer of Pain who, again, if you listen to this podcast, you've heard me talk about that band. Eh, I don't want to say a lot, but a few times. Okay. Here and there. So I'm excited. I'm a huge Rammstein fan. And I haven't heard the vocals to it, but I've heard some of the music. Like, they've leaked snippets of the music itself. Is it Rammstein-esque? It's, yeah. It's not It's not anything that strays away from Rammstein or Pain. It's nothing like okay, really. He he went to that. It's nothing that blows your mind. Okay, like not when I say nothing that blows your mind. I don't mean like. It's not like Taylor Swift going from country to pop. That was the worst example you could have ever given. The worst. But is 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 the example? Okay, you could have said Metallica going from. Black ride album. the light, ride the lightning to reload. Or if Metallica went from being Metallica to being, oh, I don't know, the Zac Brown Band. That would have been a better example than fucking Taylor Swift. No. Speaking of Zac Brown Band and and music news. Chris Cornell is going to be a part of their next album. I know. Dude, that song was dark. 
Did, did you see that I posted that? I didn't see the video or anything. I oh, saw that you posted video. it. It was actually really dark. It was cool. It was really cool. I liked it. But I think that covers everything I wanted to talk about in new music. All right. So what's the next topic? Okay, so next topic, Dimebag Daryl. The amazing Dimebag Daryl. May he rest in peace. Well, he can't rest in peace with dickheads like this around Go ahead. All right. So this happened. First off, I don't think I posted this on our page. I don't remember if I did. No, I didn't see it. I mean, I went back and I looked it up. This happened at the end of February, and it's a bunch of somebody. Apparently, here's the whole story. Dimebag's grave was vandalized. They wrote something on the, the, the headstone and whatnot. Apparently, according to the band, hacked the band's Twitter account and wrote the following message on their Twitter page of all pages. And this is on the band Nuclear Hellfrost's page. So, a great original name for a band. Yeah. It says, I hate Pantera with a passion, and so does the rest of my band. So, on tour going through Texas, we paid douchebag Daryl a visit. We spit on his grave, stole a pair of cowboy boots. I have no idea what that has to do with anything. Because somebody probably left them at the, at the grave site. Potentially. I mean... Dime, Dime did wear them. <laughs> I don't know if he did or not. Yeah. And it says, I wrote something. Every article that I see is all blacked out uh, on his grave. I'm not a homophobe, so I can only imagine that he probably wrote gay on his tombstone. No, I, it, it was the other word. It began with an F. Fag? Yeah. Okay. So I don't like using terms like that. I'm sorry. Well, I'll say it. Cause it's reading an article, so it's okay. Yeah. I'm not a homophobe, but I hope all the Pantera fans, spelt P-A-N-T-U-R-R-R-R-A, fans see this and shit themselves with anger. Fuck Dimebag, bunch of racist hillbillies. First shame. Actually, here, let me do it. Boo. I, I don't understand why you got to do Like, if you hate the guy, why the fuck would you do that? I don't care who this is, even if it's the band or if it's not the band. The it's fact like the, that you took your time to go and vandalize somebody's graves. A, that's just fucking wrong in anybody's belief system. Yep. B, to hack somebody's fucking Twitter account to post something like that. You guys really have a fucking hard on for, for trouble. And C, the fact that you don't know how to use hashtags. Because at the I'm sorry, we do a lot of hashtagging. And yeah. I'm a technology guy, and I and see. And I still don't understand hashtagging. I think that's why I signed up for Twitter. But yeah, they put hashtag Pantera space sucks. Well, that's not gonna work <laughs> right there, Chief. So if you want to at least post stuff to the right place, learn how to fucking hashtag. It's not that difficult. But getting back to the main story here, um, it, according it, to as we as I learned a little bit more about this article. Um, on their official Facebook page now, the band Nuclear Hellfrost says, The post about us and to us are a complete surprise to us. Great sentence structure, guys. Anything having with, to do with that, with, with that band name, yeah. yeah. Some, some genius has to be at the at the computer there. Anything having to do with grave desecration was entirely a hoax put on by our former lead singer completely disconnected from the members of the band. If you see Dimebag's grave, you can see there is nothing carved into his grave. The only thing that exists is a photo of a piece of paper posted by the former member. We are strongly against any sort of homophobia, racism, or outright disrespect for a human being. We have nothing but the utmost respect for Dimebag, and this is a misguided humor. Excuse me, this is a misguided political publicity stunt that we were dragged into by a former member with an awful sense of humor. Nuclear Hellfrost as a band would like to apologize on this former member's behalf to not only Dimebag fans, but mostly important, his family. Again, the members of Nuclear Hellfrost had absolutely zero actual involvement in any of the alleged actions described by our former singer. Again, nothing but respect to Dimebag as a human being 
and the condolences to his family. These are fabricated and contrived allegations on the internet that never happened in real life. So while a lot of people on here, you know, they like this and say that, you know, okay, maybe it wasn't the band. Um, actually, <laughs> I actually clicked on the link to take me to their Facebook page. I shit you not. This is the first comment on here. My fucking right hand of God says nuclear hell frost has made a name for themselves. The most hated band in the world. Nickelback will be calling you soon with a big thank you. <laughs> that is the first comment on this thing. That is awesome. Wow. But the fact of... I can't stop. The fact of this whole thing going on raises a couple of questions in my mind. Just because I'm a technology guy, I work for a computer company too. If, the, if this was your former band member... And he was kicked out of the band for whatever reason. Why wouldn't you go home that night full knowing that you have all this presence on the internet and you're trying to make a name for your band and change, change pass- the password, change the passwords. The first fucking thing you do. Why wouldn't you do that? Well, even though it's a, it's a hoax and it's done by a, by a former lead. Think of it like this. Now everybody knows who this band is. Even Nickelback knows who they are. See, what bothers me about... I heard they're this, sending them muffins. What, what really bothers me about this is, you know what? This all happened in a matter of three hours. From the initial Twitter post to the Pantera post to the post of this article that I'm looking at. It all happened within hours of each other. So if you kick a guy out of a band, he doesn't immediately go do this. So you waited time. You waited. You actively fucking waited to change all of your, your social media stuff for your band. In my mind, that makes you kind of involved in this because I know when, when somebody drops out of a project that I'm working on or any sort of thing changes, you know, from people who have access to something. The first thing I would do is change the fucking password without even any question. One of the things I would write down, you know, about after, you know, what do I got to do when I kick this guy out of the band? Okay. Write down, change passwords on everything. Why the fuck wouldn't you do that? Because they're genius who came up with such a genius fucking name. But, publicity stunt or not even if the band had nothing to do with this I still will not go see them no let me think the name it's not Uh, even the name it's just what what you guys you had a part in this whether it was an active part or a non-active part you took part in this because you didn't safeguard yourself Somebody hacks into your bank account, steals your money. Nobody's going to believe you that it wasn't you until you actively prove that it wasn't you. You have credit card receipts from maybe a deli around town where you were when your money got fucking jacked and was sent off to the Cayman Islands and somebody pulled a Rolls Royce on your credit card in fucking Brazil. No, nobody's going to believe you unless you have proof. There's no proof. This is he said, she said. So in the minds of anybody who's a Pantera fan... And anybody who's a nuclear Hellfrost fan, hmm, which one actively outweighs the other one? So, yeah. I'm guessing your band is pretty fucked at this point. Yep. So, good job, geniuses. Not only did one of your quote-unquote former members manage to fuck up your band, you fucked up your own band. Because you failed to fucking safeguard yourself against this shit. And then for having a piece of shit in your fucking band who would go off and do something like that. Regardless of what was desecrated or not. For shame. It's... It you know, here, here's me. what bothers me. And you, you touched on it. If you don't like something... Why waste your time? Yeah. You don't like Dimebag. Great. Don't listen to Pantera. Don't listen to Damage Plan. Done. Next. Yeah. 
Why you gotta go off and fuck around with somebody who's dead? That's like those jerk-offs who fucking protest funerals. Like, really? Don't you have better things to do? No, apparently Raise not. your kids. We are raising our kids. We're teaching them to be hateful bigots like ourselves. Oh, fucking cocksuckers. Here, here, I'm gonna make the noise that you make every fucking Sunday watching football with Peyton Manning. <laughs> it's funnier when you actually see it. It is very funny for those of you out there in Radio Land. But, so, what is our next topic now that I've thoroughly gotten heated up about fucking Dimebag? So, for the next topic, I want to move on. I want to talk Stop. about... What? I'm done. What do you mean you're done? I'm I'm done. Are you fucking serious? You're done? I'm done for today. Why? I mean, you got me talking now. I mean, first, we, we went off topic. All right, fine. I'll go with it. Okay. Completely. You know what? It turned out good. I like what yeah. we talked about. No, but no. now you got me talking about douchebags defacing Dimes' grave. And, you know, I'm not in the mood to talk about anything else now. Plus, we got all this other material that you've got written down. Yeah. You, you, you slid your little pad over here and you showed me what you got written down. I'll go with it. I like what you got here. I like the cut of your jib, kid. But What's a jib? Oh, it's something old-timey that you have no idea about, youngin'. So so you're really done. You're really doing this. Well, let's cut it off here. And then, you know what? For next time, why don't you just read down a couple little snippets of what we got in store? I still have a lot to say. You, you know that, right? You, you have the pad in front of you. Well, here. Here's your pad. Read it. So, we still have stuff with corn to talk about. We still have a lot of shit to talk about with the Grammys. I mean, th those are just the two major things I have to talk about. Yet alone, apparently, they, they found the real reason that Wayne Static died. Uh, the topics are just endless. Okay. So I think we got a lot to cover next time. Plus, there's a new video that's going around on the internet about Kanye West. And... Well, that, I was going to address that with the Grammys. It was a well, fucking great video. Yeah, and guess what? That we can cover next time. Oh, fucking douchebags. So... Why the fuck would you do something stupid, hoax or not? We are They Go to 11, and I'm Matt... And I am. I still have a lot of shit left to say, Pokey. And we are... Wait, 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 wait. I have something else I have to say. Before we end this... Go on. On a more serious note, I am now at they go to 11 Pokey. What do you mean? I am now on the Twitter. At they go to Pokey. When are you going to make it? At they go to Matt. And you wonder why I'm done on this podcast. Really? You went there. So we are They Go to 11. Turn it up. We'll talk to you again next time. Later. Later.